Introducing the new way to play Daily Fantasy with Jock Market. Jock Market is where Daily Fantasy Sports becomes a stock exchange. You buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time, make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. There are daily contests live now for NBA and PGA, and the NFL contest launch week one. Take control of your fantasy sports experience. Download Jock Market now in the App Store. Android's coming soon. Welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's a Thursday edition, and we got some fun stuff for you. With me, as always on Thursday, my friend and yours, Eric Moody. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Good. Yeah, fully caffeinated, ready to go. I mean, if you're going to ask me, Nando, like, how am I? You know, I'll, I'll answer that too. You know, word on the street is that I'm really good right now. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sources say Eric Moody's doing all right. Uh, and making his debut on the Thursday edition. This is how it's going to be the rest of the season. Jiggy, Jiggy Seeley, the beast. <laughs> you're trying to get, you're going to get that out of the first episode, aren't you? You're going to yeah. bring him out. I got to get that out. Yeah, we have to, Jake. <laughs> it's great getting you We're back together again. Jake's yeah. temper, legendary. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's hop into it on today's show. Uh, all right, so apologies. Choose your adventure. We're going to, we're going to do. I promise we got to finish it. Because people need to know what happened to Eric Moody um, and the aliens. But I think because it's crunch time and it's draft season and, uh, you know, people might not really truly appreciate how we brought in actual advice with the Choose Your Own Adventure and they just want the straight advice. So we're doing it. Straight advice with a twist. Today's show is going to be how crazy am I? I got a bunch of statements. I got 12. I want Eric and Jake to tell me, is a statement not crazy at all? Is it a little crazy? Is it a lot crazy? Or is it just me saying things for attention? So those are the four levels of crazy we're going to go with. Not crazy at all, a little crazy, a lot crazy, and I'm just saying this for attention. I'm going to start with one that I know is near and dear to Jake's heart. I actually don't know where Moody stands on this. We'll go with the Washington football team. Dwayne Haskins. And just a quick aside, I've been buying a lot of Dwayne Haskins rookie cards over the last few days. And I've already hit my card purchasing limit for the month uh, that I set for myself <laughs> on high end. Uh, so I know where I'm going with this. And I know where Emery stands, actually. He talks him up a lot. And I kind of know where Jake is because he led an entire column with Dwayne Haskins. But he said top 15. I'm going to say this, Eric, let's start with you. Dwayne Haskins will be a top 12 quarterback this season. Oh, wow. How, That's crazy, an how crazy is that? Yeah, that's an interesting buildup. I guess you, I guess we can get nuts like Michael Keaton and Batman, nineteen eighty nine. But I'm gonna say it's not. I'm gonna say it's not crazy at all. Uh, you know, Haskins. You know, is a guy who was selected in the first round of the 2019 draft. Uh, fits the mold of a traditional pocket passer. You know, if you look at him on film, you know, very good arm strength, accuracy, and pocket presence. Now, here's the reality, which everyone's thinking: the guy didn't have a great rookie season. Did show flashes late. You look at his completion percentage, it was higher than 65%, you know, while throwing two touchdown passes and no interceptions in each of Washington's final two games. Now, Haskins and Terry McLaurin, you know, are bosom buddies. You know, they have a really good rapport together going back to their Ohio State days. Now, that duo combined for a passer rating of 154, according to Pro Football Focus. Now, I was kind of chatting on Twitter uh, about this, I think last night uh, with a couple of people, but... 
I'm like, Washington has surrounded Haskins with a very underrated group of offensive weapons, and people shouldn't discount like a player's progression from one season to the next. So I'm trying to snag Haskins wherever I can, especially in super flex and two quarterback leagues, is my uh, QB3. But I think he can easily finish as a top 12 uh, fantasy quarterback this year. That's my take. Jake and Jake, and after- you, said, you said top 15. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I spoke over you. No, that's fine. I, I didn't know if you were segueing to me or I was just going to jump in. So jump right this in, is the kinks of the first episode, right? Yeah, this is what we do. We'll this it's out. been a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say after all that, I'm actually going to say a little crazy. And it has nothing to do with Dwayne Haskins' arm and his ability. It has to do with Dwayne Haskins' legs. And it has to do with the, I almost said the old name, the football team's defense. Because here's my concern. <laughs> I have him for just about 4,000 passing yards and 25 passing touchdowns. Tom Brady was QB 12 last year with that. Somehow, inexplicably, Tom Brady also ran for three touchdowns. Dwayne Haskins, as Emery has said, as I've said, as Moody just said, he's more of a pocket passer than people assume because there's the assumptions out there when you see certain kind of quarterbacks, and he just doesn't run. What are those That's assumptions, my concern. Jake? What are you referring to? Well, I mean, do we want to say it? It's just yeah, a think, black no, quarterback you know, runs. I think, I think it's a fair point. I think a lot of people see a black quarterback as a running quarterback, and he's not. And they just, yeah, and they and they see somebody of his size, and then they start thinking like Cam Newton, and like you know, he may even run for four or five hundred. But uh, when he came out, I, this I you know who I actually compared him to when he came out is Andrew Luck. Not I don't think he is Andrew Luck, but in that facet well, of why not, man? he'll he run a Heisman finalist. No, he was, but I don't think – as much as I love Haskins, I don't think he's ever going to throw for 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns. So my comparison was for the legs. Is He'll run if he needs to. That's not his first choice. It's usually not even his second choice. So where I say it's only slightly crazy is without that rushing, and because the, the, the defense is so good in that front seven, I don't think they're going to be in shootouts as much as Daniel Jones and the Giants are going to be. And that's why. So that's why I say just a little crazy. I just don't see the game script and his legs being there to get him quite into the top 12. Fair enough. But and you I'm still a, say and 15. I'm a fan. 15 is still your, yeah. your bold prediction that you actually believe in. Yes, I believe that could actually happen. And that we're now nitpicking. One rushing touchdown puts him inside the top 12 if he gets to the top 15. <laughs> so that's all we need. <laughs> uh, let's move on to number two. Henry Ruggs will have over 1,100 yards this season. And look, these are going to get uh, progressively crazier, so don't get disappointed if these aren't nuts yet. But uh, Moody, let's go with you. Henry Ruggs will have over 1,100 yards this season. How crazy is that? Uh, Anando, I would say that's a little crazy. You look All at right. the pros and cons. You know, Ruggs, as I like to call him, is a discount Tyreek Hill. Great deal of versatility at Alabama. I've watched a ton of Alabama football. You know, that's my college team. Uh, Raiders, you know, they have the flexibility to line this guy up anywhere with his route running ability. Now, one area where Ruggs can have an immediate impact David Carr or Derek Carr. Wow. Derek Carr. <laughs> I do it all I do it all the time. I was like, Don't wow, feel bad it's about the first that. time yeah. that's happened. Okay. Anyway. So Derek Carr, you know, downfield passing. I'm like, he ranked, you know, thirty-third out of forty-two qualifying quarterbacks with with hundred attempts or more in deep ball rate, according to Sports Info Solutions. Now my biggest concern with Rogs is that the Raiders have a ton of receiving options. You got Brian Edwards, you got Hunter Renfro, you got Josh Jacobs if they give him targets, you got Lynn Bowden, Theo Riddick. Darren Waller. I just don't think he's going to get enough volume to exceed 1,100 yards. That's why I'm saying it's a little crazy. Fair enough. I've been buying a lot of Hunter Renfro rookie cards as well. There's like six bucks on eBay. So there you go. I'm, I'm kind of with you, but I'm kind of kind of not. I love Henry Ruggs. Jakey Jakey, I know you like Henry Ruggs. Oh, you know I love Henry Ruggs. And How actually, crazy Moody is 1,100 yards? 
only slightly crazy. Uh, Moody and I actually talked about it when I had him on my podcast, and we just talked about what he said, too, is that we're, we're both, all of us, and that, throw Emery in this conversation, too, tired of this whole, oh, he's Ted Ginn, all he does is run deep routes. Like, stop with this nonsense. The only reason I say it's a little crazy is because I do, you know, I like Brian Edwards a lot, too, and he is starting from day one now that Tyrell Williams is out with that injury for the entire season. You know, you have Renfro, you have Waller. They brought in 15 pass catchers to compete with Josh Jacobs. Like, It's just, it goes back to Carr. And it really comes down to Carr throwing for 4,500 yards. I don't see it happening. And that's why I say 1,100 is just slightly crazy. I think if you would have told me an over-under, if I was in Vegas betting, you said the over-under is 949.5, I would risk the over. You don't have to do Vegas anymore, Jake. Well, I know, but I'm just. Well, I, I, I still know. have it's, it's to. Old I, habits die hard, I'm in right? Virginia. I'm in Virginia. I still have to. Are you not legal? It's not legal there, right? No. Moody, what's the Texas Maybe situation? Maybe 2022. Are you what? guys? Well, yeah, but you, Jake, you can go to Delaware. Yeah, but that's not. It's, it's like, like a four-hour drive. Away. It's not like it's right around the corner. <laughs> Fine. Go drive four hours every. Actually, eight-hour round trip every single week to play some bets. I see nothing wrong with it. See, I, I guess I'm spoiled. I'm in New Jersey. I can just like I was doing it yesterday. You are spoiled. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait for 2022. We're supposed to be building a casino in Portsmouth on the river. Well, <laughs> I'll stick. I'll stick around. Moody, what's a te- what's a Texas uh, gambling situation? Is there like legislation coming through? How's that going to work? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of uh, you know talks about it, but all forms of casino gambling is illegal in Texas. Yeah. So like all forms. So, but yeah, uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about it. So a lot of folks, if they do uh, want to go to the casino, do a little gambling, they have to go up to Oklahoma, which where, where I'm at in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, it's only a little bit less than an hour away. That's great. Better than Delaware. <laughs> Eric, uh, by the way, so, oh, you know what? By the way, that's why Jock Market, someplace like that exists. We actually, uh, they're sponsoring the there show. They're sponsoring a video show that debuts next Sunday. Um, Moody actually is in one of the clips. It's up now. We did it. We did a couple test clips. Moody's in one of them for the mailbag. Uh, but shout out to Jock Market. It's actually a pretty cool game. We talked to the guys too, and it's not like Jakey. I think you've been, you've been in meetings like this before, right? Where it's kind of like, oh, we got this game. We anticipate X amount of users, and we're gonna make X amount of revenue. Instead, these guys are like, yeah, we like fantasy. We like this game. It's cool. So that, that, that's the best part. They didn't even mention that part. They weren't even like, yes, we expect this kind of revenue. They were just talking about the game. The right. It was, yeah, it was really, so jock market's legit. I like those guys. And I think if you like the guys, you're going to like the, the app in the game. It'll be fun. Uh, anyway. All right, let's move on. Cam Akers, uh, buzzy going way up the ADP ranks. Uh, obviously his, his cost is going up as well. People are starting to latch on to Cam Akers as the next Todd Gurley, forgetting about our friend Darrell Henderson. But don't let that color your answer. Eric Moody, Cam Akers will have over 1,000 all-purpose yards this season. How crazy is that? Dude, th- that's not crazy at all. Uh, like You look at his collegiate body of work, and like Akers, third running back in Florida State history of multiple seasons with 1,000 or more rushing yards. He's in good company you know, with Dalvin Cook and Ward Dunn in that area. I'm like, he ranked fifth all-time in Florida State with 586 rushing attempts, 2,874 rushing yards, and 11 100-yard games, ranked sixth in school history. He's a touchdown machine, 34 touchdowns. Now, you look at offensive line play, and he, he had some doozies over at uh, Florida State. I'm like, he you know, had to lean heavily on his athleticism. I'm like, he forced a missed tackle on 32% of his touches and averaged nearly four rushing yards after contact per attempt. I'm like, he can thrive, you know, in uh, in Los Angeles, you know, with the Rams offensive line. I'm like, they they picked him, as you said, Nando, to be Todd Gurley's successor. You know, this is a guy that, as the season progresses, will have a stranglehold on the backfield and the number of opportunities and is well-positioned to be a league winner. 
I, that's yeah. a ringing endorsement. Go ahead, Jake. Not not crazy at all. Uh, you said these are going to get crazier. I feel like they're going the opposite direction. This is not crazy <laughs> I, at all. I, I thought this I, was a little crazy because I thought people liked Darrell Henderson and they didn't believe that Acres. They could do. Just take it. I st- I still like Darrell Henderson or Daryl Henderson, whichever I way. Know, I think it's Darryl? actually Daryl. I, I think it's Daryl. Yeah, the, it goes, we, the there's the whole office. <laughs> Yeah. It, uh, no, it was Daryl like uh, like The Office. So that is Daryl, not Darrell. Right, uh, so Daryl Henderson, um, in any case, I still think he'll be involved. And, but the question was for week one, that just puts him into what his role should be in the NFL is that complimentary piece. Even when he came out of college, I said how much I loved his skills, but always thought he needed to be a piece of a backfield, not the lead 20 touch guy. Like he would never. Austin Eckler is his ceiling, I think. Uh, but if you look at this, Cam Akers, everything Moody just said did a ton behind a terrible offensive line. And I hope it's not even crazy at all because I have him for 1,150 yards. So uh, I'm well over the 1,000. I have him for 950 rushing and another 200 receiving. Uh, I think this is a great spot for him. And I thought it would be more of a share, maybe like a 60-40 split to start. But now I'm leaning more 70-30 because Henderson is missing time. And one thing he hasn't proven yet is to be able to stay healthy. That's the problem. That is sad. That can can kill a guy right off the bat, you know? There's Look at Damien Harris last year, who also what? apparently is hurt again today. Who? Damien Harris. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got banged up. He was uh, missing practice, and we might be right back to... I mean, it's what it's always been with the Patriots back. Rex Burkhead, just right? to, No, just draft James White and stop trying to figure this out every year. Yeah, I think Rex Burkhead. <laughs> Moody, come on. Get on the Rex Burkhead train with me. No. Yeah, just, just got to go with James White. Got to go with James White there. For the for yeah. the two games until Rex Burkhead gets hurt? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Rex Burkhead isn't chronically injured, though, like Michelle. Yeah, he and, is. All right, fine. I think, you, I, th- I think you're not remembering how much Burkhead misses time. In Cincinnati? But I don't know. But I just assumed that he wasn't missing time, that he just wasn't in the rotation. But I could be wrong. I know. So, yeah, yeah. Mike Rice, Reese, however you say it, it could hand could miss the season opener. <laughs> All right. Well, sucks. Uh, should I just skip this Austin Eckler one since they aren't crazy enough for you, Jakey, and go to the, the tough ones? Is, uh, Austin Eckler won't, won't surpass his 2019 totals. No, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on that one. 100%. Right, well, gets to go first, though. Okay, yeah. No, Jake, Woody, you, can, you, you can go first. You can go first if you want, Jake. All right, well, you guys are too nice to each other, man. <laughs> All right. All right, Jake. Yeah. Eric, go ahead. Eric Moody. No, you know what? Yeah. I'm, sticking with, I'm sticking with this rotation. I like it this way. All right. Moody. I'll, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. All right. Austin Eckler had save the 1, best for last five- every time. Would you say, Jake? <laughs> I said save the best for last every time. <laughs> I mean, well, don't, I mean, you're insulting the guy who was on the show for three weeks without you. I know, but at least he's laughing. He got the joke. Yeah, see, J- Jake and I are going to work or... well together, Nando. I, I've told you this. I'm like, we we're going to work very well together. So Austin Eckler. Nando likes to try and get me angry, so that's that's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy. Austin Eckler, go All right, Austin Eckler. Uh, not not crazy at all. So, you know, we got Joshua Kelly there. I'll be sure to call him Joshua, not Josh. But, you know, apparently he doesn't like that. But, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to play a role in the backfield. I'm like, you look at what he did at UCLA. You know, eighth running back to have consecutive seasons with a thousand or more rushing yards. Uh, you know, touchdown machine. Uh, I just see the Chargers using Kelly is more as a runner in between the tackles. And he is a real threat to steal uh, steal goal line work from uh, Eckler. One thing with Eckler, everyone's like enamored and fascinated and intoxicated by his 2019. They're like, oh, look at Eckler, career high, you know, in rushing yards, you know, 92 receptions and all those receiving yards. I'm like, his receiving yards and reception, uh, reception totals were the second most by a running back in a single season in Chargers history. Now here is the kind of what people don't want to talk about. I'm like, 
you know, he could see more of a stack front in 2020 with Tyrod Taylor under center. Like he saw a light front on 62% of his rushing attempts last year. Now, one thing with yards created, you know, where you're measuring all yards above uh, and beyond what was blocked, you know, they're generated by a runner uh, after the first evaded tackle, you know, Graham Barfield came up with that one, uh, with that stat. And so he finished last season ranked 37th among running backs in that metric while he only had seven rushing attempts of 15 or more yards. I'm like, that's an area of opportunity for him. And I think that's a reason why they brought uh, Joshua Kelly into this backfield and he will play a role. So, you know, the, uh, you know, not crazy at all. All right, Jake, you, you know what the best part about Joshua Kelly is Nando? Uh, I don't know. People misspell his name and can't find him in the queue during the draft. <laughs> no. Uh, uh and it's not even a friend's reference, although I think of that every single time with that Joshua instead of Josh. But he likes cereal. He like that's the best part about it. He wants to try all of the cereals. He, he so even tweeted weird. that out in the charge. I know that's so I like him even more. But I I'm with Moody. This is a very simple answer. Uh, I all don't right. think this is crazy at all. I do think that Austin Eckler is going to rush for more this year. But I have him rushing for about 200 more, but losing almost 300 yards in the passing game. And it really just comes down to the usage this year, be more balanced, but also the quarterback play. Philip Rivers, uh, I wrote an article on our site this offseason about where quarterbacks send their targets. And Philip Rivers, number two, only behind Nick Foles. And actually, if you look at running back specifically, he was number one. So there you go. Nick, uh, Philip Rivers not throwing to the running back anymore. He's off at Indy. Uh, Tyrod Taylor does throw to the running back, but nowhere near the volume that Philip Rivers did. You don't think Philip Rivers is going to take that with him to Indy? You think that's a, oh, uh, I do. a system? I oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, so I thought that, you, you made what, it sound like he's not going to do that anymore. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, he took it with him. He took it to Indy. And so that's why I. over Naheem Hines then? Like I've been saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's discount James White. Like so, you're already getting a discount on James White. You can even get discount James White even later than that. I think Naeem Hines is going to be not a consistent option, but as an RB three and a full point PPR, I think he'll have more of those weeks than a lot of the guys people are throwing flyers on. Like I, I I'd much rather have him than Duke Johnson. I trust him his use more than Duke Johnson's yeah. use. Right? Yeah, it's a good one, Moody. You're in yeah, there. no, I agree. I agree um, with Jake on that. Yeah, he's dirt cheap. You know, you might as well snag him up. By the way, if, if you want to read Jake and Moody, if their voices are doing it for you and all these uh, columns they're, they're kind of alluding to have sparked your interest, go to theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod, 40% off, uh, which I believe is about 10% better than any deal that's currently out there publicly. So 40% off, you get a subscription <laughs> for 36 bucks. Um, it's good stuff. <laughs> what are we sharing discounts behind the scenes? <laughs> no, I, don't know, I don't know, man. If you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, it's kind of like you're, you're a fun little groupie kind of family, right? Well, you know, right. You're in on I it. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. You're in on the secret. You're in on the moody secret, you know? Uh, by the way, we uh, congratulations, everybody here. We got a sponsor again. It's Manscaped. So this is going to be exciting. Uh, fantasy football draft season is upon us. Do the quarantine. It's very possible you might have Zeke's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. Uh, Manscaped, so they gave me a bunch of talking points. I did this Emory, Emory on Tuesday, but uh, you know, Jake, really quickly, how how often do you manscape? <laughs> uh, not uh, what, like maybe once a month, just they, to keep it really? in check. And it's okay. You could have just I mean, said pass. I know. I mean, and you know, I have no dating life, so it's not like there's a purpose to it besides just keeping myself in check. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Moody, have you ever used the lawnmower? It's the best hygiene tool for the modern man. You know, I have, I have not used the, uh, the lawnmower. Uh, I, I am open to it. Uh, I, I do shave my head. I, I try to at least every other day in my face. So I, I guess I do some manscaping. But I have not tried the lawnmower, but uh, I think I may have to look into it. If you're going to head in that region, I would recommend <laughs> making sure you use something like the lawnmower. <laughs> uh, it's got ceramic blade and skin-safe technology. Uh, which prevents nicks and snags. They'll be, re- oh, I'm sorry, they'll be reduced. It's not preventative. Uh, lawnmower is also waterproof. Has an LED light on it. They just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Uh, so let me tell you about the Perfect Package 3.0. Um, limited time. Subscribers get not one but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is worth 39 bucks, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Plus, they also offer the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver, and this is their words, is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and the Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner and is made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. So, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEATHLETIC20. It's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute besties with Manscaped. And stick around. we got a quick message. We'll be right back after this. Okay, we're back. Uh, shout out to Manscaped and Jock Market for, for helping us out here and keeping the show alive and supporting the show, supporting this moody back Jake. to back. What's that, Jake? <laughs> I was going to say, and back to back, Manscaped, Jock Market. No, oh, yeah. look at that, yeah. 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 Uh, So, so far I feel pretty good. I'm not as crazy as I thought with these statements, but we're going to get deeper. Oh, I, I have a feeling the real crazy Nando's about to show up. Well, you know, I, I think you know, keep it, keep it easy up top and then I don't want all of them to be super crazy. I'd like him to be borderline so we can kind of argue about it. Uh, Here we go. Leonard Fournette, the newest Tampa Bay Buccaneer, will have 1,000 total yards. Eric Moody, how crazy is that? That that's very crazy, Nando. I think you're trying. Right. I, I think you're trying to seek attention here. Like like seriously, you're, you're trying to seek attention <laughs> with right. this. I'm like, you look at Fournette. So his, his biggest asset prior to what has taken place, we'll say, has been his volume. I'm like, he's averaged 23.3 opportunities. Uh, per game uh, as a as a Jacksonville Jaguar that that is just not going to happen in Tampa Bay but I, you know again I'm a mind reader right I, I can hear everyone out there thinking well you know they got Tom Brady they got all these receivers you know he may not have you know as many you know stack boxes because I'm like you look back like in 2017 you know 2018 and 2019 I'm like he faced like a like a loaded box quite a bit I'm like in um, 2017, it was nearly 48% of his snaps were, uh, you know, in a, in a loaded box. Uh, you look at 2018, it was 39%. Uh, and then in 2019, it was around 35%. And so the point being is that you look at uh, Tampa Bay's offensive line. I'm like, they finished 23rd in uh, adjusted line yards, according to Football Outsiders. Uh, the unit will be improved in 2020, but 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 not by as much. And the reality is you look at Fournette, I'm like, he's just very ineffective. I'm like, he's had nearly two, uh, I would say nearly every single year of his career, you know, negative rushing fantasy points over expectation. So it is who he is. It's not going to change. He's just not going to get the volume to get a thousand yards just to bring all that together. 
What if I said 750? Way over. Oh, Jakey. Oh, Jake, am I not crazy for 1,000? I'd say you're only mildly crazy. I, I don't disagree with anything Moody said as a whole. I just also don't trust Bruce Arians and all the talk that Ronald Jones got. And here's what it really comes down to. Because I think this is a mess to start the season. I mean, they're even saying that McCoy's not getting cut. We'll, we'll find out on Saturday. But if all five are back there, yeah, you know, Vaughn's supposed to be, uh, Oman's even talked about it on our site, is Vaughn's going to be in the special teams. He's not going to be really involved in the backfield much. He's probably be even a game day. Inact- what? Greg Oman? I said Oman. It's not Greg Oman? I don't know. All right. I've never heard his name pronounced. I think it's Oman. Like an almond without the D? No, I uh, well, I pronounce those almonds, so no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jake, continue. I, Sorry, man, that A-U- just threw me off. A- you made it Greg, like A-U-M-A-N. A-U-M-A-N. I mean, I don't know like which Let way Moody we're going to go with that. <laughs> How would you pronounce his last name, Moody? Yeah, I, was, I was thinking almond. There we go. Thank See? You. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Jake, anyway, continue. So big- Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for that sidebar. So, Leonard Fournette, uh, for what I really think, I have him for 790 rushing right now and 170 receiving. It's more about the receiving because the Ronald Jones, oh, he's looked better this way, he's looked better this way, he's been practicing, practicing, practicing. As much as Fournette's not our true route running running back, we know he's a decent pass catcher. We just saw that. He can be a dump off and go get some yards. So, I think we could see a nice little split between him and Ronald, not nice for fantasy purposes, but a split between them for a while here. Why I say it's not that crazy is because, yes, Fournette is a volume guy. But if Ronald Jones is the same guy we've seen for the past two years and hasn't taken his talent from the college to the NFL level, he'll just be kicked aside, and he'll be the odd man out. And so that's why I say it's not that crazy. But if you told me what to bet on, obviously I have under 1,000 yards total, mostly because I think this is going to be a mess at least for a while. Let me read you guys a Dave Richard tweet that he put out uh, about 12 hours ago. You love Dave Richard. What? I said, you love Dave Richard. He's a great guy. Uh, he, it's actually, he credited Scott Engel for this. He goes, it's Scott Engel's, uh, well, Scott E. The King's words, ringing in my ears the most tonight. They drafted Vaughn, then signed McCoy. And now they've signed Fournette and paid him $3.5 million. I believe in everything Jones has done to prep himself, but teams that love their RBs don't keep adding other RBs. I like it. Right. That's what, yeah, that's that's what... Maybe kind of which is why, yards. which why I just said it's not super crazy because this kind of tells us that they just ha- no matter what we heard about him pa- playing with the jugs and working every day is they just haven't liked what they've seen from Ronald Jones. Yeah. All right, Moody. Let's go over to tight end. Austin Hooper will finish as a top five tight end. How crazy is that? I would say that's a little crazy, but when you look at the Browns, like offensively, you know they don't have a legitimate number three receiver. I just believe after Odell Beckham, uh, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt all get fed, there just may not be as many targets uh, left for Hooper. I'm like, he did benefit greatly in Atlanta, uh, especially with Dirk Cutter, you know, as the team's offensive coordinator. Um, I know he had some yeah. seasons for where he heavily, heavily targeted tight ends. And you think back where uh, Tony Gonzalez sorts the tail end of his career. Uh, so he ended up getting a lot of opportunities. And so that obviously helped, uh, you know, Hooper, you know, get that contract. But I'm just thinking with him, if you, if you're looking at it from like a projection lens, I'm like, he could finish the season with what, like 50 receptions, you know, 620 yards, uh, maybe like five or six touchdowns. I know. What, what do you think, Jake? I just like that. We're disagreeing here because I have Austin Hooper at eight and I think top five is well within his range because 
uh, for everybody that's talking about it, uh, Rashard Higgins looks good. I don't care. He's the number three receiver for the Browns. Like that's that we have Stefanski coming in, loves his two tight ends. Austin Hooper, they signed, they didn't sign him to be like, all right, well, that's fine. Let's block him a little bit or whatever. No, Austin Hooper's coming in because of what he just did with the Falcons. And he finally broke out. I have for 66 receptions, 716 yards and six touchdowns. That puts him right. I mean, we're talking a 1.6 points behind Hayden Hurst for seventh and one point four points or no wait 2.4 points behind Hunter Henry for sixth and now we're just talking about another 10 points gets him to Darren Waller at fifth so yeah uh, if, if I'm underselling him by a little bit by a touchdown or two again he's the number three option in this offense and again I don't think we're even going to be worried about whoever the number th- third wide receiver is all year long let me ask you both a question in, in a, a bit of a field that kind of goes sometimes unrecognized um is Austin Hooper let's say he finishes top five right is that going to be one of those top fives where he has steady project like production all year round, or is this going to be like a yo-yo kind of thing where one week he's like one twenty-eight, two touchdowns, next week he's thirty with nothing? Is that how the Browns off? I guess it's more of a thing about the Browns offense and how that's going to operate. Uh, just just quick quick take on that, Moody. Is he going to be uh, straight through consistent, or is he going to be uh, up and down, up and down with the Browns? Yeah, my my thoughts was that it would be up and down. You know, Fareed may have one of those blowout, you know, blowout games. But, you know, Jake brought up some really, really good points. And I, I could see those things happening. But I think it is going to be up and down. I think it's going to be up and down because of the tight end position. Like, I think it'll be – if you're playing full point APR, hate it. But, you know, you know that. Uh, I think you'll see some consistency there. Because I do think you'll see six, seven, eight targets consistently. But I think that if you're talking about what you're saying, Nando – I mean, just look at what he just did with Atlanta for the past two years. You know, he had two giant games of over 100, and then his next closest was 82, 77, and 66. And then you have his touchdowns and non-touchdown games. That's just the that's the nature of tight end, unless you're talking about a Kelsey or Kittle anyway. All right. Uh, let's stay with the Browns, actually. Odell Beckham Jr. won't last past the second round in drafts next season. So the implication is he's going to have a huge <laughs> year this year. Uh, you know, had that surgery on, I think it's, he had the hip surgery and rehabbed his other injury or he had surgery. I can't remember. He had one surgery and rehab the other one. though. I'm He's taking sure. care of his injuries. Yeah. Right. He's so, well, cause it's a contrast to Jarvis Landry who also had a hip injury, but decided to rehab it instead of having the surgery. Um, maybe it was, it was a sports hernia. Maybe that was it with Beckham. Anyway, Odell Beckham's not going to last past the second round in drafts next season. How crazy is that Eric Moody? That one is not crazy at all. Uh, Beckham, Ooh. you know, was obviously injured last season. I know that's been well documented, you know, in articles, social media, et cetera. I'm like, he should enter this season, you know, very healthy and also have like additional rapport with quarterback Baker Mayfield. All those are good things. I just think back to what Beckham was able to accomplish with a quarterback like Eli Manning uh, with the Giants, you know, from 2014 to 2018. I'm like, he averaged, you know, 10.5 targets, you know, nearly seven receptions, 93 receiving yards, 120 air yards, and nearly a touchdown per game. In, in that environment, uh, things have improved, you know, with the, the new regime uh, coming into town uh, in Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield's still there. He's still their franchise guy. So things are obviously looking up for Beckham. And, you know, OBJ is one of my favorite bounce back candidates this season. As far as kind of looking like into the next season, I'm like currently, you know, he's 27 years old. You know, his birthday will be in November. And so that'll be what his age 28 season kind of going into uh the NFL 2021 season. And so if you look at like PPR production and age, I'm like, he still has anywhere from two to three years of uh, peak production. And it helps that he broke out so early in his career. 
So that's my right. take on uh, OBJ. Jakey, Jakey. <laughs> Yeah, this is. Uh, can I call it? I'm, I've missed things. We all know C.J. Anderson, so I'm going to do a little something not known. I'm going to say you're looking for attention because you're trying to justify Odell Beckham from last year. That's why you're doing it. <laughs> uh, Screw you, <laughs> no. Jake. Yeah, look, I will say that not that far, but I I actually do think this is a little bit crazy just for the fact of two things is I don't think we're going to get away from the running backs being so populated in the first two rounds because of how few backfields you can trust these days. And next year's draft class is another great one at the running back situation. So you're going to have the Taylor, the Swift, you're going to have those situations all over again. Did you do that Taylor Swift thing on purpose? Oh, it's just it's at this point. Yes. All right. At, at this point, I've actually made a segment out of it. Thanks to Greg Sussman. He told me to make a segment out of it. And I, and I now have, yeah, now a Taylor Swift segment. Now, Moody took part of it. It's, it's a fun segment we do now because that's just how people say those two players in order. Uh, but here's what it comes down to. Odell Beckham, volume, Eli Manning, aggressive, over the top aggressive at times, just throwing it up to him. I don't disagree with the fact that Odell Beckham has the talent. I just don't think he needs to be that for the Browns at this point with Landry, with Hooper, and everything like that. So I just don't see him getting what I would say needs to be probably around 24, 25% of the target share to be back in that early, mid-second round. So if he's at the end, then I'm going to kick him out, and I'm going to say it's just it's a little crazy. All right, let's move on to Jacksonville, the four-net-less uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's a statement, Eric Moody. No Jacksonville running back or wide receiver We'll have over a thousand yards this season. Yeah, I think we're I think we're getting into crazy town. So 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 what you're telling me is that um, you know, like with DJ Shark and the other weapons that they have, uh, will you? So you're saying that they will not have over a thousand yards? Like Shark won't have over a thousand right. yards, Nando? That's that's what, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's not that they. I'm not. And just to clarify, I don't believe in these statements myself. I just want to see where you guys are. on. No, no, no. Under, understood. So I think you look at uh, DJ shark. I'm like, he's obviously a candidate to, to exceed uh, a thousand yards. Uh, so you're looking at him at the wide receiver, you know, position. I think that's going to be your guy. So I think it is a little crazy because, you know, he's the prime candidate to exceed that threshold. If running back, it, it's going to be tough. I know we were talking about, you know, Fournette uh, earlier, but then you're looking at really a, a potentially, I would say a potential three headed, committee which is terrible you know for fantasy because all of those guys are going to get opportunities per game potentially and it's going to be very difficult for them to exceed uh, you know a thousand or more yards so i do believe your best bet is going to be dj shark so again nando a little crazy sir a little crazy is there an option for bat ask crazy because the dj shark is going to obliterate your thousand yard situation you would have said anybody else if you would have said anybody not named shark is not going to hit a thousand yards, then I would have been a hundred percent actually on board with you with this because I think it's just going to be a mess everywhere you look at in the backfield. All the other receivers from Conley to Didi to Chanel all being involved, but Chark is going to easily step past a thousand yards. So, right, bat fine. crazy. All right. Well, that's. I mean, thank you for not swearing, Jake. <laughs> no, I don't. Once on a blue moon. <laughs> uh, a quick note: we got another. Uh, we we got to plug Robert May's football show. It's the Athletic Fantasy. Wait, no, I'm sorry. This is the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. That's the Athletic Football Podcast uh, with Robert Mays, which, by the way, Fridays, that's our fantasy show. So uh, take a quick listen. We'll be right back after this word from the good people who bring you Robert Mays' The Athletic Football Show. This is The Athletic Football Show. 
I think every football season is a big challenge in one way or another. Introducing the Athletic Football Show, an all-new podcast with me, Robert Mays, and a team of world-class NFL writers and analysts. We'll feature expert guests and our plugged-in beat writers from around the league. What Patrick Mahomes did in the last nine minutes is just absurd. You can subscribe now to the Athletic Football Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast provider of your choice. And stay with us all season long as the Athletic brings you what matters most in today's NFL. All right, the Athletic Football Podcast. My bad. So <laughs> anyway, it's a good show. He's a good dude. Um, and I'm not just saying that because he just immediately followed me back on Twitter when I followed him. So moving along, uh, here's here's a deep, crazy one. Eric Moody, Dion Lewis will have more total yards than Jonathan Taylor. Go. <laughs> I was kind of chuckling once, uh, once I saw you were going to ask this question. This is crazy. This is madness. Madness, All right. madness, madness. And here's why. We were looking at Deion Lewis. I'm like, is he even going to, outside of an injury to uh, Saquon Barkley, I'm like, is he even going to touch the field? I'm like, you look at Barkley, I'm like, he's averaged 23.2 opportunities and nearly 22 PPR fantasy points per game in his career. And, and he's proven that he can play with injuries. You know, he dealt with the high ankle sprain last year. He apparently went to Wakanda. Uh, they you know, they gave him some of that sweet vibranium S technology, you know, so that got him back on the field. Right. You know, but he, he can obviously play with injuries. You look at Jonathan Taylor though. Uh, you know, everyone, uh, everyone is like enamored by this guy, you know, in photos on Twitter yes. and different things like that. And I can see why I'm like, you look at the stats, you know, three straight seasons uh, of 2000 or more total yards in college. I'm like, this is a guy that had 61 rushing attempts of 10 or more yards in each of those collegiate season, uh, seasons. Excuse me. And then Taylor, I'm like, average an inconceivable 4.2 yards after contact per attempt during his career at Wisconsin. So you're comparing Jonathan Taylor to Deion Lewis. And so it's craziness. Crazy town. Jonathan well, I, Taylor is going to mow over <laughs> him like Spike in Little Giants. Let me just, that was a great reference. Those are great two references in that rant, by the way. I was building up this question as I'm, you know, I, it was an auction last night and I got Marlon Mack for seven bucks. And then I got Naheem Hines later for, I think, one. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking like there's a, lot, there's a lot to feedback there. And meanwhile, we don't know what Joe Judge is going to do or even how Jason Garrett's going to run that offense. So I figured maybe Deion Lewis, you know, if you could make a case that he gets 450 yards total. Maybe Jonathan Taylor's a bust and he gets kind of steamrolled by Mack and Naheem Hines. I don't, again, not saying I believe it, but uh, there may be a weird scenario where that might work out. I don't know. Jakey? Jakey, Jakey? Not in the whatever 99 multiverses. It's not happening. There's just no way. You only uh, believe they're 99, also, Jake? Uh, yeah, because the other part of it, too, is all the rumors is that Wayne Gallman's the backup and that Deion Lewis was looking at a roster threat as being there on the opening day. So uh, even if you switched it to Wayne Gallman, even if we knew who it was, if it was Wayne Gallman or Deion Lewis, even if we knew it was definitively one of those, if Saquon Barkley goes down, that's the next man up. I still say it's not happening. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is too dang good. It, that's the thing. Jonathan Taylor would have to be hurt. That, that So now we're already playing the Barkley and Jonathan Taylor hurt. So maybe one of the 99 or however many, multi, or it was like 999. How many multiverses are there? Infinity. Or how many universes are in the multiverse, I should say, is a better question. Also infinity, I believe. No, I think there's a limit. I don't know. Uh, which canon <laughs> are you I'm about to look use, it up. Though? I'm about to look it up while we're doing this. Uh, so here's oh, there's some... 52. What? No, there's no answer to that question. I was talking about DC, like comics. There's 52. Yeah, there's 52 in the multiverse. Marvel? Marvel? 
Did they even do the multiverse too? Yeah. Of course, man. Everyone has a multiverse. Uh, let's see. Well, Earth is six 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 sixteen. See, there you go. They uh, they uh, they go up to Earth one thousand nine hundred ninety nine nine hundred ninety nine. So, yeah. Woody, how about Jake uh, not knowing Marvel does the multiverse? I don't know. I was I was about to kind of hop into the conversation. I was thinking, wow, that'll really like derail uh, the pod. You know, talking about the number of multiverses in uh, the DC universe and talking to Marvel and like Jake mentioned what 616 which is the the main main universe so I'm like we're, we could really go down the rabbit hole here <laughs> gentlemen I'm just saying <laughs> maybe we should say that for after pod talk yeah it looks like Marvel goes up to like a million because yeah. there's a 912,000 or something or yeah they, just they go going, away Jay. I mean yeah just keep making more who's gonna say I, no? well then I, I like DC DC has 52 it's simply like a million you can come up with whatever, whatever you want there you go you could come up with your Saquon Barkley is uh, out to pasture in week one, and Deion Lewis is the running back. It's not. It's, this is season. more Deion Lewis a compliment than Deion Lewis the backup. No. I'm just saying, no, that's I'm, definitely I'm just, not all right, well, all right. You know, that's, this is the point of this exercise. Not to prove me wrong, but to prove yourself right. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Right, like you, is, that, is that a Yogi Berra quote? Yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to I want to follow Pat Shermer here. I, I'm going to flip these guys in, that that we have in the rundown because um, Pat Shermer going to Denver, and I think this is kind of like an underrated story. What Pat Shermer does with running backs is pretty impressive. Um, but you know, you go to you go to Denver, and it's it's kind of unclear who's going to be the lead back. But they did go out and make a very concerted effort to get Melvin Gordon very early too. Um, so here's the statement, Eric Moody: Melvin Gordon will be a top ten running back. How crazy is that? Oh, this is such a tough one. Um, I, I will, I will say to answer your question though, it, it, it is, it is very crazy. It's, it's definitely, definitely All a right. crazy one. Uh, but I just look at Gordon. Here's where, here's where I struggle. I'm like, this is a guy. I'm like, he's average a little bit over 18 fantasy points per game. You know, since 2016. Um, I'm like, this is a guy. He finished like as an RB two or better in 76 percent of his games over his last 53 active ones. Uh, he, he's got the skill set of like a three down back. I'm like, you look at him on film, he can run in between the tackles. He can be used as a receiver. I think my biggest concern is really with the injury history that he has. I'm like, he's dealt with numerous leg injuries over the years and the Broncos have been very upfront publicly about, they plan on using Gordon and also using Philip Lindsay, who also has a very impressive, uh, you know, body of work and, uh, consecutive seasons with a thousand, you know, yards, um, I think one positive for Gordon, but it's not going to be enough to elevate him to that level for fantasy is um, like he's running behind a Mike Munchak coached offensive line, uh, which is a good thing when you look at his coaching history. But I just don't see him getting the volume uh, to, to make that happen. And, and touchdowns obviously aren't very like predictive. I'm like, if he just goes like on a touchdown run, I'm like, it's possible. But just in my opinion, it's very unlikely. Jiggy, jiggy. Yeah, it really comes down to Philip Lindsay. Like, I understand that they signed him, but you can't just ignore what Philip Lindsay has done for this team two years in a row. Uh, despite his stature, his run for a thousand yards, despite his stature, his run for 5.4 and 4.5 yards per carry, which is always like a uh, you need more insight to that stat on its own, but those are still numbers that would make you be like, oh, <laughs> I can't credit the offense completely and give no credit to Philip Lindsay. Uh, you know, we were questioning last year why he wasn't getting used more in the passing game with the mixture with Royce Freeman, but on the same side, he was getting runs inside the five-yard line, and he was converting. I like Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon, to what you know, Moody just said, is he has the talent, but he's never really 
shown it outside of that one year where he started off like gangbusters, uh, and then before he got hurt in 2018, which was the only time he's ever even reached four yards a carry because he struggles between the tackles at times, which he shouldn't for somebody of his size and skill. And that's the question with him. Is, is there going to be improvement? I could see a path to it, but he would also have to kick aside Philip Lindsay into just basically a complimentary piece who is irrelevant for fantasy purposes. If he does that, well, I'm going to say it's not that crazy because it could happen. It just, it wouldn't make sense to me. I don't know why you would do that. Well, I mean, maybe it's just like, I, I really love digging into like the coaches, right? So like uh, John Filippo is now the quarterback's coach for Chicago. And he worked right. with Nick Foles in that crazy season. Like, so that, I mean, that like, that's okay. Nick Foles got his guy back, you know, like, and, and this is Pat Shermer, you know, maybe Philip Lindsay doesn't fit the Pat Shermer scheme. Well, I don't know. I could be wrong. Like, I have no idea if that's true or not, but. No, no, it's certainly, and to go to your point about that, for the fact that the Bears competition still isn't clear, I should just tell you how poor Foles looks too, because he's coming from, you know, the connection from before. So those well, are all important things like to take. Like Trubisky trade values. You know what I mean? Like that could be just all. Nobody's <laughs> training for Trubisky. <laughs> Media employees, jiggy jiggy. Uh, but I will say, like, this goes back. It's something worth monitoring. It's why I go back to the Austin Hooper situation. You know, we're talking about Stefanski. He loves his two tight ends, and now he's coming in. So Austin Hooper's just not going to come off the field. Like, these coaching tendencies are important. At the same time, you have to take case-by-case basis because we've seen coaches not even change teams but change their game plan to who their talent is behind you know, under center, look at Harbaugh with Lamar Jackson. And I know that was part of the plan because they drafted him. But, you know, coaches will change as well. Like Sean McVay, he doesn't do one thing consistently week to the next. So it's all a case-by-case basis. Fair enough. We could argue this all day. But I got two more that I want to get to. Um, let me bring up the Evan Ingram one first because I think this one, I don't think you guys are going to like it very much. But Evan Ingram <laughs> will finish as a top three tight end. Eric Moody. I know you love it. Uh, we, we've had conversations about uh, Evan Ingram uh, in the past. It's it's just tough for me to to kind of buy into that. Uh, for one, you look at Evan Ingram with his availability. Uh, that's that's a big concern. You know, you want players that are dependable that you can lean upon for where. Okay, he's going to be there. You know, when when I need him. Like if I was a coach, I'm like that's one thing that I look at would be durability. I'm like he's missed what 14 games in three years, and. I know he had the, you know, kind of the, the injury that he was getting over uh, earlier this year. I had, you know, you had like a thought and then you, it, it just kind of bounces around because he was dealing with what the uh, list Frank, right? List Frank injury. Uh, you're asking the wrong person here. I, uh, <laughs> sure. <I'm, laughs> it could have been, you know, it could have been Jones, could have been list Frank. Yeah, I, I think know, it was a, a, a list, a list Frank injury because I know he had surgery. So when active, I'm like, he's been, you know, he's been productive when healthy. But I think given the nature of that injury, it's tough to come back from. Uh, also that it's in the realm of possibilities that he could miss games like this year. And then you look at, you know, the weapons that the Giants have offensively. I'm like, you've got Barkley. He's obviously going to be used as a receiver out of the backfield as well. But then you've got Darius Slayton, who's trending up really good, a really good rapport with Daniel Jones. And then you also have Golden Tate there. Uh, as well, and Sterling Shepard. I just don't know if he's going to get the volume to finish as a top three tight end when you combine all those factors. And just with him being available, uh, I think we're looking at something that's, uh, I guess, what, a, a lot crazy, Nando? All right, that's fair. Jiggy, jiggy. 
Just looking for attention, although I know you're not, so I, I just want the most extreme <laughs> okay, one. Jake, I think everyone understands the concept. <laughs> because even if he played 15 games, still isn't happening. It's just like when he did what he did when he was a top five, and he wasn't even top three when he was top five tight end, was no Olda Beckham, and then it was no Sterling Shepard. He was essentially the number one wide receiver for Eli Manning at that point. Sure, uh, There's some overlap games in there where they did play. I wasn't saying it was completely, but that's where he did a lot of his work. Uh, so this is just isn't going to happen. You have three wide receivers. You have Saquon Barkley out of the backfield, who wasn't on that team at the time. Uh, also, Golan Tate wasn't on that team. Darian Slayton wasn't on that team. The only person that was was Sterling Shepard. And then again, he was out. So... There's just, there's no way. The, the, the volume isn't even going to come close to him getting to the top three. Should I go buy more Dwayne Haskins rookie cards? Yes. I don't know, man. They're, they're kind of expensive. <laughs> well, no, they're not. So I'm here's surprised the thing. they're still expensive. Well, Selfino told me you got to get him graded, and I trust Selfino with his trading card. Moody, are you a trading card guy? I, I used to uh, growing up. I was really big into uh, basketball cards, so NBA. Yeah. NBA hoops? Yeah, I was, I was big into basketball back in the day. Yeah, Skybox. Uh, yeah, yeah, all those. You know, Skybox, mine, yeah, NBA hoops. Those. You know, all all those, all those different cards. Uh, I would say the the period where uh, a lot of the cards I collected, I would say from, and I had some that were older, from like the fifties and sixties. But I would say from um, the bulk of it was from the nineteen kind of eighty three, you know, eighty four range, like with Fleer and you know, all those different types of cards, up to like the early nineties. Yeah, so I've got uh, nice. a lot of a lot of different cards. You know, Michael Jordan's rookie card. Um, you know, well, Scotty casually throw that Scottie, out. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. I'm like, yeah, I was really into collecting. And then what's the irony is being that age, I would uh, actually like take good care of them. <laughs> like had them all oh, in the nice. cases, right. didn't let anybody mess with them. You know, so it was very hardcore. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great, man. Congratulations on that foresight. Yeah, so no, no, really big. I just don't know much about that space now, so I'll probably lean on you and Selfino more now. Yeah, lean on Selfino more. <laughs> this is, I'm, uh, I've made some mistakes along the way with my purchasing. But, you know, it's like $27 purchase. I should have gotten the one that was like 40 but I'm learning. Anyway, last one before we wrap it up. Jakey, I think you're going to love this one. Booty, I'm not sure. Adrian Peterson of the Washington football team will be a top 20 running back this year. Eric Moody. I guess when you look at Peterson, I'm like he's you know he's truly ageless. Uh, he's he's obviously taken the super soldier serum just to continue the comic book references. I'm like you look at last oh, year. Oh, sorry, Jake. Do you understand that, Jake? You get the reference? Yeah, you're the one that doesn't like Endgame or Infinity. One of the two. Uh, that's not. Well, we can get into that later. Oh wow, wow, <laughs> wow. I didn't like Endgame. Mine I blown. thought Endgame was a cheap cop out. <laughs> I loved Infinity War. All right, all right. We look at we look at AP. Uh, so what last year, what he had a little bit under 900 yards on 211 carries. I'm like average 4.2 yards per carry uh, or more. I'm just, I mean, that I'm still not over the end game thing. I'm sorry, Nando, you, you've thrown me off base. That That is blasphemy. <laughs> but anyway, going back to Adrian Peterson. So he was still productive uh, last year. Uh, you know, he's he's older, but he's still getting it done. Uh, I just think the, the big thing with Peterson for where it's in the realm of possibility. So it's not, I guess, a you know, too terribly crazy is that uh, I'm like, he's still going to get the opportunity. I'm like, he has a two down role. You know, Darius Geis is obviously not there, you know, with his off the field issues and concerns. So if Peterson stays healthy, which is no reason to believe that he won't, I'm like, he's going to get the opportunity. So I think it is in the realm of possibilities that he does finish as a top 24 option, even in that two down role. I like that. And uh, Jiggy Jiggy, take us home. 
<laughs> no way again. Not happening. Really? Uh, Antonio well, Gibson is there. Four choices. Which one are you going to go with? Yeah. Uh, well, the, uh, I mean, this isn't looking for attention, so it's right behind it. It's just right. crazy. All it's right. just plain old crazy. Uh, Antonio Gibson is not going to be the bell cow, quote unquote, because that's just not who he is. Uh, even if it was Bryce Love, wouldn't be the same. Uh, even if it was Peyton Barber, <laughs> apparently they like. Like, there's options back here. McKissick sounds like he's making the open, opening day roster as the pass catcher, and that's what it comes down to as well. Is Adrian Peterson just isn't going to be involved in the passing game? It's going to have to be all versus the run via the run, and I don't think he's going to be seeing 15 plus touches a game by the middle of the season. I think he's just going to be a piece of a backfield that is looking for ways to be more explosive. And at this point of his career, he's not explosive. Eric Moody, who's going to be the number one back in Washington when it all shakes out in terms of yardage and touchdowns and fantasy points? Yeah, I, I do believe that uh, Antonio Gibson will end up being the guy. Uh, you know, you look at where Washington drafted him and you know his ability, you know, as a runner and as a receiver. I'm like, he's essentially like a Swiss Army knife offensively. And it's tough to keep a guy like that off the field. And so it could be one of those scenarios, kind of like uh, touching on what Jake mentioned, is for where uh, I'm like AP, you know, they're feeding AP more early on while slowly sprinkling in Antonio Gibson. I'm like, it, it's always going to be a committee. I think it's really going to come down to, to AP and, and Gibson. I think the only way that AP even sneaks inside of like the top 24 is really just with touchdowns. I think that's really his only avenue to make that happen. It's, it, it's going to be very tough, but it's like I said, it's in the realm of possibilities. But uh, I think Antonio Gibson is ultimately going to be the guy that fantasy players want to target. Uh, in drafts this summer if you do want a piece of the Washington football team or the Washington footballs, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Jakey, Jakey, consecutive 1,000-plus total yard seasons for Adrian Peterson, consecutive seasons of everyone doubting him going into the season. Who's going to be the number one guy in Washington? I mean, if we're talking rushing yards, let's I would say, still take rushing yards. The, the most fantasy points, I guess, is an easy way to wrap that up. No, it's still Adrian Peterson. It's just no. It's not gonna. It's gonna be an RB three. This is just a backfield. That's just gonna be a mess. All right, fair enough. Uh, that's all I had. Thanks for being good sports guys. <laughs> we can get into end game later, but I thought it was cheap. Thought it was a cheap cop out <laughs> after this beautiful emotional Infinity War movie. Oh my really god! Felt so now, you, now you're gonna have nobody tune into our future shows. <laughs> Why? Because you're just gonna tick off everybody. That's with your, this ridiculous. I think take. there are people who agree with me. I mean, uh, it just it took away all the stakes. I mean, you just you can't just same, reverse same. all this emotional stuff. Anyway, and it would have introduced <laughs> the multiverse. Like, you could have just skipped over to another multiverse where Miles Morales is Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Because in this universe, he disappeared. Okay. No? All right. Well, anyway. Another, another yeah, topic that, for that's, another day. No, like that's said. another topic yeah, for another day. I agree with Jake on that one. <laughs> Obviously, you two can't come back on that, so I understand. That's how it is. Uh <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed the show everybody sorry choose your own adventure I had to take a quick hiatus but I do want to get to that before the season starts because that show is kind of written about drafting and, and auctioning so maybe uh well we'll figure something out Moody aliens you know you have to decide if you want to go on their ship or not so ponder right, that we'll do aliens all right all right maybe we'll do a double feature next week yeah that, yeah that, 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 that's always that's an option yeah, yeah he'll love that shout out to our producer Michael Beller shout out to Jock Market Shout out to Manscaped. Uh, make sure you check them out. I mean, they, I mean, look, they're supporting the show. So, you know, if you feel like you want to Manscaped yourself, just go to Manscaped for it, right? That'd be the cool thing to do. And Jock Market, when they launch week one, uh, you know, pop 10 bucks in, play around with it. It could be fun. You might like it. They're good people behind it, so there's that. Anyway, this has been the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. 
Thank you all for joining us. For Eric Moody, for Jake Zaley, I'm Nana Defino. We'll see you next week. Bye.